Welcome to Deeply Disturbing Things. The podcast. I'm Naomi. And I'm Sarah. And we're two anxious counselors who love talking about deeply disturbing things. And we don't have Macy with us tonight. Hmm. And last time we didn't have you, so no, that kind we're of back in though. That pattern, though, we need to get the coven back together. No, we keep doing this. But at least we still are rotating through. And you're like the one. I'm the rock. Just show up. All right, Sarah. Here's a question for you. Okay. Do you think humans can control the weather? Mm. Mm. Can humans control weather? Mm -hmm. Probably. Do you know anything about it? no not really please tell me so here's how i stumbled across this topic okay because i always have like my toe in the waters of conspiracy theories yeah you know i'm always like "Hmm, maybe there's something there i mean of all the things that we've covered Mm -hmm. it's become apparent like there's more going on than meets the eye of course so this paranormal um person that I follow on Instagram like posted something about this and at first I was like oh no this is not real Ooh, I like paranormal it can't be real and then I decided well you know why am I just jumping to conclusions let me look into it mm-hmm. so I looked into it and it's actually real this thing I'm about to tell you about okay so weather modification actually exists mm-hmm in the form of cloud seeding, mm. it's real. Okay. So this has been going on since the 40s. Oh, that's a while. Yeah. It was invented by an American chemist and meteorologist named Vincent Joseph Schaefer. And he created this process where you would seed clouds with pellets of dry ice. Mm. And then it, he made the first snowstorm initiated by humans. Oh, cool. So I was so, like, skeptical when I first started looking into this that this website, that, uh, this company that I found called Desert Research Institute, I was just really analyzing their website. I'm like, is this fake? <laughs> like, what is this? Because it just didn't seem like it was possible that we were actually controlling the weather. Yeah. Well, see, for me, I'm like, when someone tells me that, I'm like, oh, sure. That sounds, you know, possible when maybe it's not at all. I just, I'm more on the side that I like to believe that things <laughs> can happen. So I'm already all in like, yeah, of course you can like plant seeds and clouds. Why not? It's real. Yeah. So there's the Desert Research Institute that's been operating since 1959. And this is your neck of the woods. It's a division okay. of the University of Nevada system. Okay. It's a, I got my bachelor's degree. It's a, Wow. So maybe you were around these cloud seeders. Maybe I was. They have campuses in Las Vegas and Reno, and it's a special division of the university specifically devoted to conducting research. And I was like, okay, this is just science, science, science. And then I read their mission statement. And the first part of it kind of made me go, hmm. It was one of those things that made me go, hmm. (laughs) It said, uh, to contribute more effectively to the security of the nation, 
So it's like, oh, okay, this is like more big picture, like government involvement. This isn't just, you know, scientific research at a university. So they have a cloud seeding program. What is cloud seeding, you might ask? You're supposed to ask. Um, what is cloud what is seeding? It? <laughs> <laughs> I was already like visualizing like somebody up there like placing little dry ices like into the clouds. Yeah. Showing the there. seeds. Yeah. So clouds are made up of like little water droplets, mm-hmm. but they have to um reach like a certain level or else they just stay clouds and they don't turn into rain or okay. snow. A certain level of like, per, what is it? Precipitation? I would say yeah, precipitation. I think like action or thickness or mass. How I'm many sure. droplets? If there's a lot of droplets. Like maybe it has to be very dense. dense. Something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. I don't know. This is all speculation. Okay. No, I'm sure that's like <laughs> an actual thing that makes it rain. No, there, but is. We don't no, there is an actual thing. Yeah. <laughs> Drop it in the comments if you know. <laughs> so there is, um, yeah, so these clouds floating around. <laughs> and As they do. As they do. And there's inside of the clouds these little particles of dust or salt. And without those particles raindrops or snowflakes cannot form and precipitation will not occur. Hmm. So cloud seeding improves the clouds ability to produce rain or snow oh. by introducing it's like IVF for it's clouds. Like IVF. Like it, they introduce tiny ice nuclei okay. in, into the clouds and the nuclei provide a base for snowflakes to form. So after the cloud seeding takes place, the newly formed snowflakes quickly grow and fall from the clouds back to the surface of the earth, increasing snowpacks or stream flows. Hmm. So what do you think about that? Um, I mean, I see it, you know, for use of good and evil, (laughs) that I'm sure that, I mean, I don't know, you would think like, what is this doing to the water? Is there something negative that can come out of this? When things are genetically modified, I feel like you're messing with stuff. So how healthy is that? And then I'm thinking, but if we ever go into like, you know, some kind of global warming crisis, then you can put rain out there or do things to modify that and to help us out somehow, maybe. So you're saying both sides of the situation. Or you could use it maybe as a weapon somehow. Like if you like start up some kind of crazy storm that like tsunami is a place, you know, that could be a weapon. So And we're actually going to talk about all those things you just mentioned. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you're already thinking in that direction. Yeah. So the Desert Research Institute seeds clouds either from ground-based generators or from aircrafts. Oh, one more yeah, like because you could seed it with bad stuff and then it can like rain down acid on another weapon idea. You could use it to like infiltrate mm. like poison in it. Some, yeah, some kind of bad thing chemically stuff. And make acid rain. Warfare, yeah. Dangerous. So most cloud seeding operations use a compound called silver iodide. 
that aids in the formation of ice crystals. So that's what they seed the clouds with. And silver iodide exists naturally um, and is not known to be harmful to humans or wildlife. So this is what I was reading on that Desert Research Institute website. Mm -hmm. So when I read that, you know, I was like, record scratch stop. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, I, I can't just take your word for that. Mm -hmm. So I had to look in some other places into this silver iodide. Like, sure. what is this? What's well, going on? not known to be harmful. Not known, so exactly. have you done enough research to make sure? Right. And this has been going on, you know, since the 40s. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you were with us on the pod when I did that episode on the clock, like the doomsday clock, mm -hmm. which is basically always being set according to how effed like the human race is. Oh, okay. So this is done by um, a group called the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists. So I looked on their website mm -hmm. and they were saying that, you know, really, we're kind of messing with something without enough research or regulations. Sure. Mm -hmm. And and it could be like, you know, a silver bullet kind of thing where it might be helping but also harming. Mm -hmm. And they really were advocating for more... Um, like controls around it. Well, and like butterfly effect, it's like if you start a storm or some rain over here, then how is that going to like, what's the ripple effect of that? Right, right. And I don't know. So they were like, we need to use caution. We need more regulations around it. Mm -hmm. And so then I also looked on a website called spmetals.com. So they have fact sheets on different metals. Mm -hmm. And they said silver about silver iodide, that exposure limits are not established. So we don't really know like where that threshold is, where it is going to become toxic to humans. Okay. Um, I was glad to see it wasn't flammable. Yeah. Do you remember when it snowed in Texas and everybody was like going on TikTok and trying to burn snowballs and saying it was no. fake snow? <gasps> no. It snowed there like two years ago. Like, okay. People were freaking out. Uh-huh. Because it was fake snow? Well, they thought it was fake snow. I actually have thought about that or I've heard where some like just because of how our environment is that rain and snow that you shouldn't really like open your mouth and like try to catch it or drink that stuff anymore. So I don't I have no idea. But I always do. Few, I mean, I think a few is fine. But if you were trying to like catch it and then not boil it or I don't know. I used to make my kids like natural snow cones. But like making a scoop. It was like fresh stuff from the I yard. Eat snow. Like the backyard and then I'd pour honey on it or whatever. But oh, that's yeah, funny. I mean who knows? Who knows what was in that? Right. Oh, so what happened with the TikTok? Where so they were actually setting snowballs on Yes, it? because they were saying that it was like not real snow okay. and that it was like some government operation. And so they were making videos like showing that the snow um they thought it was reacting strangely. Oh, that is scary. It has nothing to do with this because this silver iodide is not flammable. That might have been something else that they had put in there. Who knows? Mm -hmm. And 
the toxicity is it's considered relatively non-toxic but again we don't know what the thresholds are yeah more research needs to be done mm -hmm. but we're already cloud seeding without that she'll make lipstick go for it <laughs> see what happens later this kind of reminds me of the mis mosquito yeah the, the GMO oh yeah mosquitoes mm -hmm. So just like doing it without enough research and yeah. like not really fully understanding the implications. Yeah. So the Desert Research Institute's cloud seeding operation generally runs during the winter when storm systems are active. And there has to be a cloud in order to seed. So that's something important to note. The technology right now isn't available to just make yeah. rain exist when there's no cloud to seed. Which eventually you probably could. But I feel like it's being worked on. People sure. are trying to make clouds. I'm sure. Yeah. So they, you know, monitor the weather and then they figure out like when is appropriate to seed these clouds. Mm -hmm. And they don't want it to occur like when additional precipitation would be problematic, like say there's already like flooding going on mm -hmm. or it's the busy holiday travel season, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, it makes me think of this, the last winter last year when there was like record snow and rain in like Northern California and Pajo and, mm -hmm. you know, it's off snow 30 feet high we were and... supposed to fly and we got grounded the planes are all grounded we had to drive yeah yeah was, was cloud sitting involved who knows possibly yeah i drove to california during that that was so dumb last year yeah oh oh yeah in march yeah we went in <laughs> when did we go oh it was like uh end of december january so it was so epically stupid that we made oh, it. Yeah, that was when the, it was like flooding and raining. And all well, up high it was massive snow, and then when we started going down, right. it was massive flooding everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was of course our spring break trip. I remember that. <laughs> you got cloud seeded. I got cloud seeded. Damn it! <laughs> so these. Projects are actually effective to their goals of creating precipitation. So when this group does it over the mountains of Nevada, um, it shows 10% increase in overall snowpack. Hmm. And there's another program in Australia, and that resulted in a 14% increase in snowfall. So I don't know if you're going to get to this, but... Is it, are they saying what the purpose, what their intentions are for doing this? Is it so that, you know, if there's like a drought or something, then they can create rain so that crops and things do better? Or what do they say? What's the Well, they're trying to, I mean, for this particular group, they're trying to increase snowpack, increase rainfall mm -hmm. in those areas so of the Sierra Nevadas. Okay. I mean, it benefits, like, think about power companies that are hydroelectric, mm -hmm. benefits them, mm -hmm. benefits tourism, you know, that want to go ski. I mean, there's a lot of mm -hmm. benefits, benefits agriculture. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's their mission, or that's what they're trying to 
Yes. Yeah. They're just trying to like make more snow, make more rain. Um, so you alluded to this a little bit. Weather modification has been used in military warfare. Mm. I had no idea about any of this. Mm. I mean, I'm just new to cloud seeding as of yesterday. <laughs> I can already see <laughs> the use of anything for mass destruction. You could either take it for good or mm -hmm. opposite. Mm -hmm. Internet, anything can be twisted. Yeah, I was so surprised. Like, why don't more people know these things? Well, we're helping with that here today. Okay. Yes. So cloud seeding has been used as a military tactic. One example is Operation Popeye. Mm. This was a cloud seeding military project during the Vietnam War. So this okay. went on from 1967 to 1972. It was a highly classified program that attempted to extend the monsoon season mm -hmm. over specific areas of the Ho Chi Minh Trail, which was like integral to military operations in the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to- Make it muddier. Yeah. Harder for them to do their thing. Yeah, they wanted to soften road service surfaces, cause landslides along the roadways, wash out river crossings, and maintain saturated soil conditions beyond the normal time span. So their goal was to extend the monsoon season by about 30 to 45 days each year. Hmm. Isn't that crazy that this is going on during the Vietnam yeah, War? Yeah. I mean, why am I shocked? I I'm know. not shocked at all. But <laughs> I guess I'm a little surprised that this, yeah, that they were already working on this back then. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's been going on since the 40s. Yeah. I mean, this is so diabolical. So this operation was codenamed Motor Pool by the, um, the units that were assigned to this. So this Who was... leaked this information? This is so classified. Like, Well, there was an article in the New York Times in 1972 that brought, I guess, this name, Operation Popeye, into the public space, and then the operation stopped two days later. So they're like, oh, caught. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so their slogan was, make mud, not war. It was the 54th Weather Reconnaissance Squadron that was in charge of this. And this was a um, flying mission, so this would, the clouds were seeded from planes. I mean, in a way, that does seem like a more peaceful weapon. And if you're just trying to... Rain them out? Yeah, like stop them from, like, <laughs> too muddy to, like, walk too anywhere. Muddy. Retreat. Well, I'm <laughs> sort of thinking, I mean, have you seen Vietnam War movies? Yeah. Okay. In almost every one, they talk about like how their feet are rotting from the oh, yeah. wet, and you have to like put your foot in a plastic bag. And I'm like, was that moisture from this operation? Maybe. What is it? Boot rot or but just foot rot? Some kind of a well, like yeah. you you really like were trying to keep your feet dry because yeah, it was I just so that. bad in the Vietnam War. I think especially. Maybe. So now when I see those movies and I see those scenes, I'm going to think about it in a different way. I'm like, was that us? Maybe. Maybe. 
So, I mean, yeah. it kind of was. Instead of like less. blowing off full legs and arms, you're just messing people's feet up so they have to stop. But those are people's feet. I mean, okay, I guess we should we should be global and not nationalist. They're hurting. Yeah, they were just hurting every. Well, wait, wasn't okay. So who was planting the seeds? About us, America. Us, but it was hurting our people too at the same time. Yeah, everybody. Everybody's yeah. suffering. Okay. So the United Nations has banned weather modification and warfare under the Environmental mm-hmm. Modification Convention. I don't really know if the United Nations like has power. Like, does anybody listen to them? I don't know. Wait, yeah, they're like, you guys need to stop. And they're like, Yeah, like okay. You can't <laughs> so do it anyway. You can't make rules if you're not gonna enforce them. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. So here's another crazy thing. Project Cirrus was an the first attempt. It's a type of cloud. Yes. You studied your weather in school. Cum- what is it? Cumulus? Stratus. Cirrus. Nimbus? Nimbus. Things up. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to like draw them or make them out of cotton? Yeah. Yeah. I did take a kindergarten project. Yeah. I remember <laughs> the cotton projects where you had to like make them puffy or like pull the cotton apart for yeah. like the stratus. That's ones. cute. <laughs> okay. So this uh, project was the first attempt to modify a hurricane. And it was a collaboration of the General Electric Corporation, the US Army Signal Corps, the Office of Naval Research, and the US Air Force. And so they attempted to modify a hurricane in 1947. And this was a hurricane they chose it because it was heading west to east, like in the direction to the sea. Yeah, I mean, this just makes me think of if there's already a hurricane going and you wanted to do some major destruction, you just put some more seeds in there and just Seed like the F out of it. Yeah, and then it's just like <laughs> that is major destruction. Well, like this is in our own country. Yeah. Doing our own research. The heck? So the the project, you know, dropped nearly 180 pounds of crushed dry ice into the clouds. Mm-hmm. This was like military planes, B-17s and B-29s. And the crew reported so that... it's not that hard to do. Apparently not. You just fly over and like drop, drop ice drop there. It. And they announced, you know, they reported that there was modification of the cloud deck that was seated. And next, guess what happened? So the hurricane was headed out to sea. It changed direction. It changed directions, like, immediately. Based on, like, probably where in the cloud that they, like, put Who knows? the thing. I mean, we're messing with powers that are beyond, I yeah. think, our understanding mm-hmm. and capabilities to control. Mm-hmm. So it immediately changed directions and then made landfall near Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So the public blamed the the government and then the lead researcher actually also mm-hmm. said that the seating was to blame for this rever- reversal in direction. So there was lawsuits, the project was canceled. Yeah, it was like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And the government denied um, for years and years that they were a part of this, that they had seated it until 1965 when there was an article 
Um, like that said that finally the storm had in fact been seated. Mm -hmm. But originally everybody was just saying the hurricane went wacky. Gosh. <laughs> just the eye. Can you imagine? The eye. You know how they show on the weather, like they show the trajectory of like, hurricanes? Hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're always like, yeah. yeah, it's going this way out to sea. Like they project it, they like yeah. predict. Like, can you imagine just taking a sudden fucking left That's turn? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> be like, okay, what is going on? Yeah, like, they should have waited until it was, like, a little bit farther out. <laughs> Before they started messing with things. But even but then, then it's, still it's still kind of, like, all of a sudden. They're yeah. like, this is not natural. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's. I mean, have you ever heard of any of this? No. Um, not really. I mean, I've, no. Well, now I'm like, God, like, there's been such... Crazy hurricanes were were we at fault in any of that or was the government involved? Yeah. I mean, I, I have Katrina. little trust. I have little trust at this point. Yeah, me too. So cloud seasoning, so cloud seasoning, seasoning. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of like cloud flavorings. <laughs> um, so it's used to increase rain and snow, but it's also used regularly, I did not know this, to clear fog at airports. Oh. Because think of all the money lost when planes are grounded, you know, due to high fog. Yeah, I mean, I can see that where, you know, you put, like, salt and it, like, melts the ice on the ground. You, like, sprinkle a little something and clears the fog out. Or sprinkle a little something. It doesn't seem too harmful. Sprinkle it in. <laughs> It's also used to fight forest fires and See, you know, that hail. would be a good, a really good use of this. Yeah. Is when the fires come out. And it's even used to divert rainfall, so not just increase it. Would you like to hear about a crazy situation when that happened? Yeah. Okay, that's why you're here. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Do it. Woo! All right, here we go. In 2008, okay. take yourself back. I already did. That's 2007 is when Max was born. So I was like. What were you doing in 2008? Um, How old was I? I, mean, I was taking care of a one-year-old. and I was 37. I was like 27-ish, 26, 27. So we're like 10 years apart. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Those are good times still. <laughs> still. Still, <laughs> where everything was downhill. <laughs> this was the year of the Beijing Summer Olympics. Okay. And so the largest weather modification office in the entire world is the Beijing Weather Modification Office. They employ almost 40,000 people. Wow. And I didn't even know this was a career choice. <laughs> Now do you want to change your option? I didn't know you could work in weather modification. I didn't know it was an option. <laughs> this was never presented to me in high school as a choice. It wasn't. Like career day, where was the booth on weather modification? <laughs> yeah. So in, in 2008, the Beijing Weather Modification Office was hired to make sure that opening ceremony of Summer Olympics was free of rain. So they um, broke up the clouds that were headed towards the capital and forced them to drop their loads. 
<laughs> drop their rain on outlining areas instead. So they probably like seeded. The it's like milking. You're just milking them. Seeded the heck out of them. They're like, no, you rain here. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So they usually focus on useful efforts such as making it rain. Uh, making it rain. <laughs> In drought-ridden areas. But I think they do. I mean, Summer Olympics, I'd be like, is that really like necessary? Is that a need versus want How situation? Much it How much? It's expensive, actually. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah, if you're trying to save money at the airport by like taking the clouds away, it's got to be cost effective. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of this was like this image. Like they didn't want, you know, you're hosting the Summer Olympics and it rains. Like, and it puts out the Nobody torch. wants that. The yeah, torch the torch gets doused. I mean, you don't want to have a bad Olympics. I mean, just hire someone to stand there with an umbrella over it. <laughs> no country wants a bad Olympics. Get some rain jackets on. Like, you're it's your fine. whole rep. <laughs> so, okay. But, you know, so they've done some frivolous things. Like, they used their technology to make it snow on New Year's Day in 1997. Where? In, in China. Just to have snow. Okay. So now we're just getting, like... Now it's getting silly. We're getting greedy. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine a future where the government's, like, every... Christmas just makes it snow, so everybody has a white Christmas. That'd be nice. But what are the ramifications? Right. Potentially. Like, is that going to happen even in, like, Florida, where it's usually 70 degrees? I don't know. People don't know how, don't know how to drive in the snow in Florida. They barely know how to drive on the west side in the snow. I was really scared driving in snow when I first moved here. Oh, me too. I took the bus for the whole first year. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, terrified. Like, I definitely ended up sliding into the, like, oncoming traffic lane. <laughs> and I get back, and I'm like, this is it. This is how I go. It's the whole thing. And I'm, like, white knuckles. And I went sliding backwards down a hill one time, like, the first year. I didn't know how to do any of that, so. Well, just this last yeah. week when we had all that snow, like, nobody could function. Mm -hmm. It was like being in a real-life video game just trying to get around. Yeah. It was, yeah, one morning was really icy. People were sliding off the freeway, and I turned around and went back home. Yeah, I had to go, you know, we had to get Stella from school on the South Hill. And, and it was like, oh, oh. cars really bad. weren't going, area. you have to go fast up the hill when it's yeah. slick, and cars are going, getting stuck. Oh. And then I'm like, don't stop, don't stop, yeah, don't stop. Go. Like, you got to keep that momentum going. So then I'm like dodging cars that are still. They're coming back. They're coming really back. They're here everywhere in the road. And then you have to watch oh. out for like, you know, the pickup truck from Idaho that's going to like go 80 behind by everybody. And it's stressful. It, it was a lot. Mm -hmm. Made it out alive, thank God. Yeah. But, I mean, even my car, which that's why I really good on the snow. Was... That's why I just hibernate. No, I mean, yeah, there's there's a thing with that. I get it. I, I couldn't, though. I had to go. You had to go. I had to get snowless from school. And, uh, yeah, even my car, driving down, the, down after, like, my car was sliding a little bit, and I'm like... Oh, sliding, sliding. You know, everybody in my car, I'm like, 
get ready and then like planning where i'd crash you know how you do that where you're like where should i crash there or there or there like where would be better you're just going slow and you have no control over it you have no control yeah scary feeling it worked out though skylar's like just slide down the whole hill that's not my style i know it's not my style even in full crisis he's like just yeah my car's sliding he's like who cares? Just slide down the whole hill. He's like, it's all just an illusion anyway. <laughs> this is all temporary. I love that. I know. So yeah, no snowstorms in Florida. People would totally panic and not know what to do. And Cal- any warm areas. California can't be, even handle rain. It will be pure chaos. Yeah, so I think we've got to think this through. Yeah. So would only certain areas get a white Christmas and then other areas would feel left out? You know how people are. I don't know. A lot of questions. Yeah, so. I'm just more. That's it. That's cloud seeding. That's good. I am more concerned not with like white, you know, if they're wanting to like modify weather just for fun, but more of like using it for a weapon. Where you can like cloud seed, but then add that stuff to it, and mm, like, it could get dangerous. Poison. Yeah, or yeah, just using it for to change a hurt, make a hurricane stronger, and wipe out a whole area if you want to. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So that was good. I was surprised to learn that weather control was real. I'm not. I really like nothing. Not too many things surprised me anymore. I'm just I love it. I'm like just numb. <laughs> just numb. It's been it's been a difficult few years, hasn't it? It really is. I trust no one. I'm like not surprised by much by many things. No, that's like when I went to get my haircut a few weeks ago. I'm like 2024. <laughs> like I need to be ready to look into a meeting and grab my go bag and go oh. to the woods. Like. Right. Give me a haircut for all situations because I feel like we we can't predict anything anymore. I'm serious. If like zombies just like popped out all of a sudden and was a thing, I wouldn't even be. Yeah, like, I would be like, okay. I'm just like, I figured <laughs> this is gonna happen. Yeah, it's inevitable. We've been talking about it for years. All my steps expired <laughs> that I've been like, saving because I think like it's been about two years since I like started a little survival pack and now my stuff's like already I have to read I would love to be a super prepper I just don't have the wherewithal yeah but I would love to like I respect that and I would love that for my life I've dipped into my survival (laughs) we're like low on beans (laughs) I'm like oh we got some of the survival kit so no well it doesn't last forever i know so you have to like you know use it on occasion i feel like you should just have a plan though of like what places to go riot first if once something goes down so you have to like go or loot not riot (laughs) like cause like oh we can do both (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, I feel like you got to hurry up and get to, like, maybe the hospital area and grab medicines. Yeah. And, like, medicines. Um, probably go, like, get some weapons. I don't know. I mean, so you I've gotta already... Get, you got to hit up Costco and just start We've already established stuff. I don't have, like, 
skills necessarily. Yeah. So my strength is going to be in barter. So I should have something of value stocked up. Yeah. And when the pandemic started, I bought all kinds of bottles of whiskey that oh, I thought I'd be able to trade, but I, they're all gone. I drank them all. <laughs> That's like that. I dipped into my survival stash and now I have nothing. Yeah. Now I'm like, I got my whiskey and I got my 40 pound bag of rice. I'm good. And now it's all gone. We're basically dead. <laughs> we gotta start over. We're dead ducks. <laughs> I mean, nobody wants to let me into the, the like, compound because I have counseling skills. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think so. You got to market yourself I mean, real quick. Yeah, I don't have anything to offer as far as an apocalypse skill. Whiskey's not really good. No, I was going to barter. That was going to be my whole thing. Like, hey, let me in and I'll give you these five bottles of whiskey. Mm-hmm. But now I got nothing. Or they could just <laughs> shoot you and take it. Yeah, true. <laughs> no, you have to have it hidden in the secret place. You're like, I'm oh. not going to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just be like, no, I wouldn't show up with a ball. Hey! <laughs> Double fisted. <laughs> Already dropped. Let me in. Fun. <laughs> yeah, we got to work on our survival plans. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, maybe that should be our until next time. <laughs> Until next time, create a better survival plan. Create a yeah, watertight survival plan. In case plan. of zombies or weather modification, <laughs> mass destruction. Figure out your apocalypse skill for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>